podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome to the Buzz Podcast. Yes, we are live. We are in Discord for the first time on Buzz uh, to a live audience of just a few people. But it's we've got people on the show who want to have their say. Well, I hope more people join. But we have a stellar cast and one to come as well. We have returning, as always. He's been on most of the pods. Well, two of them have. It's Mr. Jessel at Jessel TV on Twitter. Jessel, are we going to get some ranting and raving today? I'm trying to temper my uh, anger. Don't temper and, me. Let go. No, okay, Let fine. go. Let go. Um, yeah, I've also changed my, uh, I've changed my Twitter name to Khaleesi Fried Children as well, which uh, <laughs> someone told me I went too far. I don't know. If, uh, let the listeners tell me if I've gone too far. You, you have gone far, but I'll say it is funny, but I do laugh at anything. Um, also, is Mr. Scott Chandler, writer on AI yeah, as well. Scott, how are you doing, bud? I'm doing all right. I've gone through the gamut of emotions since watching it last night. So I, I think I'm hopefully in a better place. We did. Yeah, we had a whole watch party. party. Wow. Yeah, we had 10 people. Go? It went great. Everybody had fun. Mixed reviews on the actual episode, but the party went great. Everybody was happy to be together. So it was. that's how you're supposed to watch Game of Thrones. I know it's different for you guys across the pond. you got to wake up at silly o'clock. But no, it's, it's better when you watch it with people and you hear the laughs and, and people going, ah, come on. You know, when they not when they got the brand, but I'm sure we'll get to all that. We will, we will. And we're also joined for her second pod ever. She's not Brienne anymore. It's Suki, man. Suki, how you doing? Hi, you're right. Not too bad. Not <laughs> too bad. Dear. Your partner in crime, Nina, is not here yet. She will join us shortly. That's okay. It's cool. We'll we'll prepare for her. So pretty much everyone that's been on a Buzz podcast covering Game of Thrones is going to be on this finale show, and there's really. Um, I'm, I'm at a loss how to kick this off because normally we just go for it. We go for the big bit. We go for the big part. And I think that's what we're going to do. We're just going to, uh, strike really where I think was the best part of the show personally. And that was obviously the death of Daenerys. Um, Suki, we'll go to you first, ladies first. What was your, what were your thoughts on this? It was it felt quite early in the episode. I don't think it was actually. It was twenty twenty five minutes or so, so but it felt yeah, earlier yeah. than that because they just did a long build to everything like Gott's been doing lately on every scene. But um what were your thoughts? You know what? When I watched it first, I woke up at two AM by the way, and then we had loads of adverts and wow. things like that to watch. But um yeah, so I woke up at two. Um initially I watched it, it was very slow coming into it. Everything was very, very slow throughout the whole sort of, let's say, 35 minutes, I think, roughly, about that time. But then, to me, that was, after I watched it, I had a chat with you, Gags, and I said that was, to me, the best part of the whole show, the whole finale, let's say. 
um, that scene between Danny and John. But then when I thought about it afterwards, I was thinking, is it just the best part because the rest of it was so bad? You know, am I just picking out the best part of a bad finale for me? And I think for me, I think the weak points were where I think the story's there, but I think it's very loosely and I think it was badly executed and developed, to be honest with you. I mean, that scene between John and Danny, it was good, you know, and you could tell they were there, but I didn't feel, I still didn't feel that they were in love with each other. I didn't feel that they'd progressed with each other throughout anything at all. I didn't really get it from either one of them. And um, I think Danny saying things like that she liberated people and she just sort of practically roasted them. It, uh, that whole thing, the script writing didn't make sense to me. But as the actual show goes, I felt like that was the best sort of scene of a few minutes for me. What about you guys? Go on this, Scott. Yeah, I, I would completely agree that it was the best part of the episode. I'd probably shade more. I mean, it, there's definitely the element of the rest of the episode was so weak in a lot of places that it definitely stands out. So there is some of the, it's just the best of a bad bunch. But I think even if you mm-hmm. compare it to some of the big moments in series history, I mean, it was pretty poignant. I mean, I, I, I talked with Gag, or saw Gags, I think maybe it was on Twitter, mentioned about Drogon and just how, you know, that was emotional. That whole scene, what I thought really worked. And, you know, you're right. Some of the, the romance, maybe not there, but I, I, in that moment, I felt it. I felt that it was, it was tragic and he had to do it. And it, it seemed like he truly did care about her and was dedicated to her, but it was just, it was in she, you know, with the liberated thing, you know, I think it was just her mad spiral that like, yeah. you know, she had such a distorted warped view of the world now. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of, you know, John realized this isn't somebody we can let go on. I mean, she will just do this to, she'll burn cities to the ground, exactly what she promised in season two in Karth. So, but I really I, like yeah. that. I, I, really I like agree, that. but I think that Drogon made that, to yeah. be honest with you. And I think hadn't it been for him, let's say he didn't come in, I wouldn't have felt it, that scene. She just died. She, You thought she was going to say something at the end, nothing came out of her mouth. And I'm I was glad he didn't, like, to be honest. Is that just too Bollywood? Yeah, I know, but I was just wanting, I don't know what it was, I just wanted, a little, I don't know, a little bit more of something from them, but I think it was the whole episode as a whole, as a scene. To be honest with you, had they cut that scene there with Drogon burning the Iron Throne and they attached that part of that episode onto the last one, I would have been okay. But they just carried on for another how many minutes? And I don't think it was necessary. But you guys carry on. Yeah, I think they would have given it. Yeah, I was going to tease it to Jess. I just real quick. Yeah, I think they were. There was just so many characters that I think they were going to have to give you the what comes after. But maybe it could have been a much shorter epilogue. But Jess, I mean, do you think it could have ended on something like that, where that's the last scene we see of the show, or do you think it made sense the way you know how it ended up being where you saw John north of the wall? Because I, I don't know. I I loved that scene. I just I don't think you could have ended there. I just I don't think they would have either. Yeah, I think there's a need for closure. Um, I mean, this was effectively two separate episodes. You know, the first one was the whole culminating in uh, in Danny dying and everything like that. And then it goes to that epilogue. And um, the circularity of John, you know, I think the first ever scene was really that, that kind of Night's Watch going out and going beyond the wall. And then that's exactly how it finished as well. In terms of Danny, 
do you know what? I, I just feel it was fine. I'm absolutely fine with the decision. But like Suki was saying, the way that it was executed or the way she was executed, it just completely fell flat. There was no kind of dramatic music at the same time exactly. or it's just it was such a whimper it was kind of like if i i had subtitles on everything and it basically said like knife squelching or whatever the hell yeah and i was like if it hadn't <laughs> been for that then i would have been hey what's he actually done is he actually what's he actually done here it would have been a bit confusing and, and it didn't have that kind of dramatic nouse to it and it just you even wanted like, the full stab didn't you you wanted you know what? It i wanted the, the body you wanted, you wanted the five stabs you wanted it proper clicking yeah bullshit. like at that point give us the bollywood i agree with jess all there but <laughs> listen listen whether whatever you say he's, they have to do it with tenderness because he still loves her yeah that's but he stabbed point. her and she bled through her mouth and her nose stabs, stabs in her in the, the heart that's why yeah he stabs her in Second. the heart yeah, yeah but still come on he was stabbed in the heart it's, too it's that kind of thing, you know? It stabs her in the heart. That's what they said at the end as well. He stabs her in the heart. He stabbed her straight in the heart, and that's where everything just went. So she, that's why it was an immediate death. For once, it wasn't one of these, how could you? Oh, too brutal. And all the bollocks, shut up. Just die. You know, so it, it was fine. I thought, <laughs> that's <you know>. brutal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? So I just like, yeah, go away. It, it was just... Um, can, can I also just make one point here as well, whilst it's fresh in my mind? Nobody knows that John has killed Danny, except a dragon who cannot speak English, right? Although who clearly has some sort of high... John grasses himself in, doesn't he? He's yeah, he grasses himself in. If, I mean, it, what would you do in that situation? If you've basically got away with it, Scott Free, yeah, what would you have done? I'm going to jump in here. Oh, hello. Yay, come on. <laughs> Is that Nina Kowser's music? I'm so glad you mentioned this. Um, uh, first of all, I agree with pretty much what everyone said. I would have personally, if if I'd killed her, I would have cleaned the blood, cleared blood on the floor, wiped it off. And when Grey Worm said, where is she? I'd be like, she's gone out to get food. And, you know, she just never turned up. Like, why? <laughs> Nina's done this before, by the way. She's like our female John Wick, right? I just can't believe he turned himself in. You know, like that is just, it's just so stupid. Um, I, I've literally just joined you. Um, I felt like there was a lot of holes in it. If yeah, I we're going to get there. We're going to get there. Yeah, we're just going to get And I just heard you speak about Jon Snow, and I was thinking long and hard about his story arc. Like, they built him up so much. And you know what it reminds me of? I'll make a football analogy. John Wick is a Manchester United. They were sixth. They sack Jose Mourinho. They get Ole at the wheel. He beats all these little minor teams. United fans are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like, yeah, John, John Snow's a Targaryen. Yes, he's going to sit on the throne. Only to end up at Black Castle again, the end six. So you just said John Wick, but okay, that's fine as well. John, John Wick Snow, six. sorry, I'm yeah. obsessed. <laughs> Don't watch it. I'd rather have John Wick in Game of Thrones at this point. <laughs> I would. Can yeah. I just say that this, this, in this scene. take a moment? One moment, John Wick. Okay, yeah, we'll do, we'll do another pod. On. We'll do another pod. <laughs> for another pod. Another John for another pod, and go. He can have ghosts as well. But anyway, we'll um we'll we'll carry on with this. I I actually thought it was a very well done scene. Uh, I thought they acted it actually very well as well, both of them between them. John especially in this one, the way he was um you know trying to beg, plead, you know to change your mind. Nothing worked, and he and he was it was that was the way it had to go in the end. But the the star of the show was Drogon in this bit. I thought I thought it was. For once, they used, they actually made the dragon seem clever. 
It wasn't just a, you know, a fire thing. You're just crazy. He actually thought. He actually did something. He said, right, I'm, I'm pissed off. I ain't killing you. I ain't going to drop to your levels and kill a, kill a tag, but I'm going to burn this throne, which is all what it's all about. And I thought that was really, really good. I thought it was such a different, it was a, you know, the obvious thing would have been to burn John and, you know, he doesn't burn or something stupid. And we get this brand new thing, but we know he burns because Scott told us last week. So... I just, I enjoyed that. I thought it was really good. I thought it was really well done. And I, it, that's why it was the best part of the show because of the interaction with him. And, and the fact that a Drogon, that there's a really cool scene with him hiding in the snow or camouflaged. And, you know, he actually lets him in. He sniffs him, looks at him and goes, yeah, I know you, you're allowed in. And then it's kind of like, you betrayed me. You betrayed my trust. I let you in and you kill my mom. What the fuck? So uh, personally, I, I, I thought it was. I thought all of that interaction with with the dragon for once properly done, and we've been waiting for something like it. And they waited. It was it was not ideal what we wanted, you know. But um, but I still thought that was really well done personally. Yeah, so, and just the way Drogon, you know, nudged her and then picked up her body and flew away. I thought that was a you know a pretty beautiful shot. I mean, it was kind of you know sort of dovetailed. I really liked the shot earlier in the episode where Danny gets off Drogon and you see Drogon in the background and the giant dragon wings behind her and i mean the 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 symbolism i thought was pretty poignant there and and i think when you know we when i was trying to think of how would this end you know if if you're gonna kill danny you know drogon's gotta have a say in it unless you're gonna take him down too but it it also makes sense you know him flying away and you know going off to wherever he probably back to valyria like he did in season five Mm -hmm. so i thought that that tied in um as well and maybe that's where he's taking her he's taking her to be buried you know with where her ancestors i know they're mostly on dragon yeah. for the past few centuries but yeah. that's where the targaryens are from old valeria so yeah. I, I felt that that worked you know that was a good time okay you said something to me and i think this is where the shit starts to hit the fan immediately after this scene because you said something to me earlier and you said why the hell wouldn't gray worm just kill him John, because yeah. okay, you understand Drogon not doing it with the with the history and the link between the Targaryen, but what, what the fuck happened? Well, yeah, I think it wasn't just Grey Worm; it's the Dothraki as well. Because when you know all the history of the Dothraki and everything else, oh, they, there's no way that they wouldn't go hell for leather against anybody that killed their Khaleesi. One, because obviously they're following her. You know what? They've just been through this other massive war, fought the dead, they crossed the narrow seas, whatever it might be for her. And then John kills her and they're all just like chilling, letting him just be locked up. I mean, there was a scene with Grey Worm and John um, right at the beginning when John tried to stop him from killing, you know, the uh, guards and is it Night's Landing or whatever it was? And, um, you know, he was like, no, okay, they believed in Cersei, so I've got to kill them. But at that point, it doesn't match up. I mean, Grey Worm would have been after him, you know, and even if it wasn't him, he might have known him. Yes, they, they could have been friends. That Dothraki, you know, it just somebody would have been after him. They would have had to hide him far away for him not to be sort of, you know, gone after. And I think this is a scene, this is where it's missing, and I think this is where they expect people to fill in the blanks and just, and this is where the show will no, be next this is a bad week, blank. where no, this the is writers... A bad, this is a bad blank, though. Yeah, I, that, that, it, it is, yeah, but this... It is, and yeah, this, this is, is where the writers blank. will say, yeah, well, we just expect you to think that they were really angry with him and then they locked him up. 
But no, we want to see them be angry with him. Yeah. We want to see them drag him through, you know, Knight's Landing yeah. or whatever it might be. I want to see King's Landing. Sorry, I keep saying Knight's Landing, yeah. King's Landing. Um, I'm getting all my different things mixed up. But yeah, I mean, I just think it would have been, you know, we were owed that. And it doesn't matter if it's... I would have much rather had that scene than had Tyrion moving chairs around oh, for yes. four, four minutes or whatever. Show us the emotion. And I think this is the problem that I've got with season eight is they've missed out a lot of these blanks where then the script writers will come in on the episode after Game of Thrones and say, yeah, this is what we were getting at. Sorry, mates, but we expect you to give that to us. We've paid good money for this, you know. People have invested in this show for seasons. We've bought the books. We've bought the merchandise. We've subscribed. We don't want you to just fill in those blanks. Show us. And I think everybody was owed those things. And maybe that could have made it better. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting too passionate about it. Tell me okay. if you agree or not. Go for it, Nick. I really agree. I just think I would have liked to have seen Grey Worm's reaction when he finds out his, his queen has been betrayed and murdered by the man that she loved, loves, whatever. You know, that would have been quite an iconic scene. I would have it liked was, to yeah. seen that. That would have been good. You know, the fact that everyone has betrayed her. I agree with Suki. That was a bit stupid. I don't expect... I'm sorry. There were so many things. Too many endings were unjust, in my opinion. I spoke to guys. I've not spoke to anyone else. I don't put spoilers out. Uh, my brother's not seen the episode. I've not even told him whether I like it or dislike this episode. And, you know, I feel the need to air stuff out. I... I will be honest, I've not slagged off the writers at all. I feel like, you know what, they've done the best they can. I feel like it could have benefited from maybe eight or ten episodes to really stretch it out, fill out the story, do the best that you possibly can. I feel like it is a little bit rushed. In my opinion, the ending, I I think everyone, if you don't get the ending or the outcome that you want, you're not going to be really happy with this because it is such an iconic show. For me, the thing that was lacking was too many people fucking survived. I'm sorry, they all, if I'd written it, I would have killed them all off, except for Sedan. I think, yeah, I understand that. But for me, I don't even mind the ending. I just think that the writing, it was just bad. It was all underdeveloped, poorly executed, and I think everybody was let down. I don't even mind the ending of Bran, whatever it might be, and you guys are going to come to that in a bit. But they didn't even develop that. Bran, I'm sorry, but sat there like uh, like he was made of mashed potato for most of season eight. They didn't develop. The guy him wasn't at even all. in season five. He was gone for the show for a year, for two years in real life. I mean, he was gone for a whole season, and exactly. somehow he's on the throne at the end. It's that's the most ridiculous part of it. Scott, I know you're going in a couple yeah. of minutes, so give us your thoughts on um, give us your thoughts on what Nina just said there in Suki as well. Yeah, I would agree that. You know, if you watch the inside the episodes from prior seasons, you know, they explain, you know, kind of the the characters, you know, innermost thoughts and maybe explain some more. And, and, oh, and add some background, maybe some history. But when you watch season eight, it's like, oh, yeah, he did this because of X. Well, show us the X. Show us the they could have had two, three more or, you know, four more episodes Mm -hmm. and you could have fleshed these characters out and why and had the story. It would have been awesome to see Grey Worm confront John. Maybe they have a, a, a quick, you know, sword fighter battle and John beats him, but John still turns himself in. I mean, John is the guy that, you know, had sex 
with a wildling, but then told the entire night's watch. He just can't. He can't help. He he's he's honorable to a fault. He can't not tell those sorts of things. Or so stupid. he was always going to tell. Or stupid. Yeah, or stupid. Or stupid. He's probably a little bit of both. We've seen his battle plans. They're pretty terrible. But that's just who he is. So I I I, I understand him. You know, admitting that he killed Danny, he wouldn't lie about it or anything like that. But show us the emotional reactions. It's no. I mean, I think my reaction to this episode is similar to basically the last, you know, half of the season is you get some really good moments, but you don't, they leave stuff out and you don't get to see the, you know, connecting tissue. And that's really what they left out. And it's a real shame. Cause like Suki said, we all, you know, invested so heavily emotionally in it. And so did the showrunners. I mean, I, I think that Benny and Weiss care about the show. It's just for whatever reason, this was how they wanted to do it. And I wish they'd given it more time to breathe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Jessel, bringing you in here scott thank you very much mate we'll see if we can get you in before you head off again right, sounds but, uh, great cheers but thank thanks you very gang much. yeah we'll, we'll do something else to to round up you know another show or something on uh, game of thrones okay cheers no worries no worries jessel um so talking about end of arcs we'll stick with john because obviously we've just talked about how he murders and in the end his arc goes off to the night's watch so what did you think of his his end you know, his story. Yeah, I thought it was um, like a poetic ending <laughs> with, uh, with the circularity of the kind of beginning. And I think he felt most comfortable in that area generally, like um, whether it's at the Night's Watch or, or going north of the wall. Um, my issue is that he gets away with killing a woman, which in today's climate, I mean, you know, every day you're constantly hearing stories of men just killing women. And it's like, okay, this guy just gets away with it again. You know, like, like Suki was saying, there was, there was no comeback between Grey Worm or, or anything. We didn't see any of that. It's all just left to our imagination. He gets away with it again. And he keeps failing upwards. In this case, he literally kills someone. He kills the queen. He's the queen slayer. He's the queen slayer. And he gets away with it. You know, and well, there's I history know, of this just... in the show, King Slayer. Same when when there's a mad yeah, king or exactly. queen, they, they kind of get away with it, don't they? They do, but and, and don't get me wrong, I get the I get the reasons why he did it, and that was almost fleshed out. I agree with Suki again that there was just too much, like you know, chair moving or the first like ten fifteen minutes <laughs> of Tyrion walking around, and you know, Jamie and Cersei are killed by like two bricks and stuff like that. <laughs> That's and, what I said. <laughs> you know, if they just moved left about ten feet, they'd be all right. You know, exactly. <laughs> Uh, a bit hungry maybe but they'd be okay and uh it's like these things just nothing really makes sense it all just feels like so strange and i, I don't know like um in terms okay getting back to john i i'm fine with it basically i'm generally fine i kind of when i was thinking about it last week after our, our podcast review i was thinking what's going to happen i actually kind of thought this was the logical conclusion generally of pretty much all of this you know i said like i thought maybe daenerys might be pregnant and then he stabs her and then she's like i'm pregnant like that something like that but then again maybe that's just too bollywood you were so obsessed with this pregnant thing that you wanted to be right from season seven haven't you just you know what but but at least it would have it would have like added some gravitas to it whereas here i I just feel like like nothing really happened they they did sort of hint towards that sorry i'll let you carry on but they did put lots of sort of clues towards that as well so understand that point carry on sorry yeah, no, no. Uh, but in terms of John himself, um, I, I feel like this season he's kind of taken quite a few L's, but at least he's got away with it. And and in the end, like all the Starks, basically who are surviving, they, they all kind of they're all winners, effectively, aren't they? And they get to do what they want. So I guess it's a story more about the Starks, and and this it kind is. of ties it up nicely for them. And yeah, um, I, you know. I actually loved um, John's story in the end. I think it was tragic. 
I think that's nice. That's not nice, but that's a good way for some from for a hero. There's got to be one kind of tragic end, and that was quite. You know, he lives, but he goes north, meets meets ghosts, which is nice. But then he is Man United, so it's fine. Uh, what was I say to you, uh, Nin? Apart from John, his sister, who's the troublemaker, you have some uh, harsh words for Sansa, I hear. So let's. What about Sansa's end? Okay. Right, this whole scene was a total head fuck. Like, who wrote this? Did my five-year-old niece write this? First of all, why is a man in chains who's been done for treason deciding who's going to be the next king? (laughs) Right? I'm sorry. Like, how does that even work? That just doesn't make any sense. And then when they're all saying, I, 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 I agree, it should be brand whatever... Sansa, in front of all the other six kingdoms, turns around to her brother when everyone's agreeing that he should be king, looks at him and says, the the North wants freedom, like we want to be independent. And he agrees and grants it, permits it, because he's a Stark. You know, it's what his family and Rob and everyone fought for for a very, very long time. It's something that's very dear to the families. What I found bizarre in that whole situation was, why did the rest of the six kingdoms just sit there and take it? Like, I'd be like, fuck off, I want my freedom too. Like, it was just a bit too harmonious. I was like, are they a bit stupid? Are they a bit thick? But one thing I did like in that scene was when um, Yara said um, he betrayed the queen and let let the Unsullied do what they want with him. And Arya goes, you say one more thing about my brother and I'll slit your throat. I like that. But yeah, that whole scene was fucking stupid. I'm sorry, she asked for freedom. He grants it, and nobody, nobody bats an eyelid. That should be the other thing there as well, Nina. Is to like you just hit it on the head was the fact that actually he's just been made king, but he's from the north anyway. So Mm. she's just asking for something that her family's got anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're independent, but Sansa's asking for freedom for the North, but Bran is from the North, so they didn't even think that one out properly, I don't think. I, I think they've done this, Jessel, because they've made the story go full circle, like you've been saying, again, another one, where she wanted to be queen, season one, she the dream was, I want to be queen, and then the last scene is of her getting proper tarted up, dressed up, coronation the works jessel for the charity shield <laughs> yeah i mean the, the circularity is there because in season one she says uh, you know I'm, yeah, I'm a silly little girl and but she says i want to be the queen to a king and have you know pop out babies and stuff because she's like 14 years old or, old or whatever yeah here she becomes the queen there's no man in sight she doesn't need a man and she's yeah. just commanding all these men who are bowing to her and needing to her and so that that's the kind of thing i think that was always on the cards with sansa though you know she is little finger 2.0 and she's like since she's had her really kind of bad period around season six and stuff then she's kind of got better and smarter and and she's really the the string puller of everything if anything it's weird because if bran can see everything that's going to happen to an extent he basically saw all this all this huge outcome in this kind of dr strange kind of thing so he's fine he's kind of he's like all right fine let's just let all these innocent children burn in king's landing let's just let john kill danny let's just let all this kind of all the chips fall he's fine with it because he knows that's his path to 
uh, becoming the king, which is kind of quite kind of Machiavellian and, and mm. evil, and uh, which I like. But again, did they play up on that? No, not one bit. If they'd gone around and been like, oh, yeah, duh, 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 Scooby-Doo, this was his plan all along and stuff like that, I would have been like, yeah, fine, great. That's actually an interesting twist. But no, he just sat there like a lemon. So I, I don't know. Like, it's just a bit funny. Also, I think this is a whole Brexit thing, isn't it, with the North? You know, they, they just want to be independent and stuff like that. And then surely the others would be like, hang on, Yara would be like, hey, I didn't know we could be independent. I want to be independent too. Surely they would all be like that, or at least some of them would be. So it's it's kind of like it doesn't make sense. It's only because it's his brother. Uh, it's her brother who's, who's letting it happen. So I don't know what you guys think about that. Again, I think that's bad story, uh, like sort of script writing, to be honest with you, because Yara especially – after what happened to Theon and actually Theon being a ward of the Starks from that sort of war of their family, I think she would have like one of the biggest rights to want to be independent uh, of that. So I think it's sort of, you know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of things that are left out of this, I guess. And I think they're just hoping that everybody would like it and agree. But um, yeah, I just think it's like, a little bit still badly executed again, especially that scene. I think that's where it all turned for me. When as soon as they got that council meeting together, it's just, at that point I started thinking. I honestly thought I was watching outtakes. It didn't feel like I was watching the actual Did you show see the at bottle? that point. Did you see the bottle behind? Yeah, Sam's foot? I didn't see. I saw something on Twitter <laughs> after. Yeah, it's just that's two out of six. That's disgusting. They've had two years, and the disrespect. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's disgusting. Yeah. No, it's disgusting for a HBO show to have that going on in it. Is it, that is? I'm sorry, that's pretty. Although cool. I do have to shout out Sansa for the way she put down Edmure. That was <laughs> wicked. Yeah, Poor sit down, Uncle she just cut him down. Uncle <laughs> Why we, I I just don't even know why he was there. I just doesn't I he know. have what's it called now? Doesn't he? Because he's the he's her husband. He's got um, what was it? Um, phrase the phrase yeah. place. Yeah, he's got the phrase place, hasn't he? That's why he's there. So he's got one of the one of the kingdoms. So they're pretty much taken over Stark's family, haven't they? Like mm-hmm. all of like you know, if you think about it, it was all her family around there, Sansa, pretty much, um, cousins and shit like that. It was mental. So that's that was weird how when you're looking around and that little kid <laughs> of, of uh, um oh god Aaron's, Aaron's Aaron's son, I, yeah. yeah oh my god yeah. talk about a glow up bloody hell but yeah they were saying about like his breast milk yeah exactly <laughs> but how he's been drinking giant's milk now <laughs> bitty, bitty. <laughs> oh no stop right let's that bring was disgusting in. that I'm still traumatized from back then. Yeah. <laughs> it was hilarious. Let's bring in Baji for a minute just to give us his um, instant reaction because he's just watched it. Baji, go on then. Let us know. How did you... Uh... This is Harinda, by the way, coming onto the show. What can I say, Gags? Thank fuck it's over. <laughs> <laughs> eight, eight seasons of this shit going on TV. All of you duped by this pissing nonsense. This has been, what, Robin Hood Dungeons and Dragons, Emmerdale, and a bit of snow thrown in. Uh, I oh, think and, 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 and Ewoks. <laughs> <laughs> no, the I... ending with Jon Snow. It's like, you know, all right, let's all follow Jon. It's like little Ewoks following him into the... Oh, oh let's go. <laughs> Hold hands. You're right, right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, Jon, don't go. We'll come with you. <laughs> Literally, it's like, what the hell? Yeah, it, it's almost like the Western world's Mahabharata finished. 
Yes. Oh my god. It is. It is a bit like that. You know, it's been going on for bloody years, and you're like thinking somehow, someday. You enjoyed it until this, though, right? Um, I have to admit, I enjoyed the Arya Stark periods the most. Yeah. Because I think as a character, the way that she's developed. Um, Until she became I, Dora the Explorer in this episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what? Did she even say I to her own brother? No, she's not got a shout. She doesn't get a shout. That's no, a no, hang on, hang on a sec. Uh, I, I made this point on Twitter because I called it about three weeks. Ago. I predicted that exactly because she says it in season six. Um, she says what she would love to do is just go out west of Westeros and see what's there. So I tweeted that like three weeks ago. I was like, this is what she's going to do. I thought she might be with Gendry, like married, or she'd be on a gap year, basically. And that's what she's done. <laughs> so, um, so, so in fairness, in fairness, Gap's people kind of criticise that. She says that like two, three years ago. So I'm I know, but she does look like Dora the Explorer. Sorry, it's just, it's just wrong. <laughs> it's just wrong. Oh, I just I actually, love how everybody I... was like wishing, like wondering what she's doing on that white horse and people are still talking about it. Nothing. Nothing and, no, but, no but so many things, Suki, nothing. What about the, the sign that the Night Kings make, that the Night King makes about Targaryens? Nothing. There's so many things that happen. Well, Why she did they rode her out of there, nothing. and then she was right there again. And then, also, she's just gone off now, and she'll probably just come back with, like, discovering potatoes or something. The way these Nino film writers are writing it. Oh, yeah, exactly. Nina would be happy. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm a got neutral. I'm about as got neutral as they get. I watch this because I'm keeping my side of a bargain. And I have <laughs> kept my word to Gags Tandon. I have kept my word to Gags Tandon. I said, Gags, you watch The Good Wife, I'll watch Game of Thrones. He lasted three episodes, if that. I lasted eight seasons. Eight hey. seasons. Who got the better I lasted deal out eight of that seasons. Hey. Oh, completely. Who, who got the better deal out of that too? Uh, oh, to be fair, sure. uh, that's what you think, mate. I, 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 <laughs> I, I'm going to go and watch a good wife all over again from scratch because I think it's such a great show. Anyway, coming back to got, I, I was about as got neutral as they got, and <laughs> it's true. Uh, what I have enjoyed about it, though, was all the early seasons of the fighting. I really do enjoy mm. that because of the martial history of the Sikhs. It's quite intriguing in regards to how the swordplay goes. Um, it did get a little bit Dungeons and Dragons in this one, in season eight as a whole. And this is me as a complete, as again, I'm not as characterally involved as you guys are. And you, a lot of you have read the books. A lot of you are really invested in the character development. I was more about the story. You know, is it a pleasant story to actually follow and see what's going to happen at the end? And truth be told, I always thought Arya would be the queen in the end. I actually mm-hmm. thought Sansa would die a horrible death. I thought little Cam would survive. Wished, he did. Cam, Cam survived. Gags, you died. I know. I died early, man. You died early. Nina, you nearly made it, but you're right at the end. You got stabbed in the heart. Literally stabbed in the heart. Literally, literally stabbed in the heart. And then even your dragon takes you away. Well, at least there's that much. Whether he can bury you or not, no one's gone to. How is this thing with talent? What's he going to do? Scratch along the floor. Shit. Oh, oh, damn, it's rocks. Hang on, let me try burning it. He's got to bury you yet, Nina. He might just eat that. True. <laughs> True. Might That's the best way to kill it because you can't burn. The thing right. is, yeah. also, like, the people are saying, oh, John wouldn't, you know, burn if if Drogon, you know, scorched him or whatever. But hmm. Drogon could just eat John, surely. Yeah, yeah, of course. People, but, right? so. Yeah, the, the thing is, I think it's good that he didn't. I think it showed something at least that there's, you know, that the dragon knows something. 
Oh, yeah. I just felt it felt better that way that he didn't just go in so predictable. He, he expected to die. Anyway. You know what, what my issue was, right? Game of Thrones. Like if you watch the early episode, Bad you were just talking about it. I mean, I've seen them once ages ago. I've not gone back to them, and they were quite gruesome, right? Yeah. They were quite gruesome, yeah. and I feel like this this final season. Like, are they seen enough blood and guts? It was really nice, like five, six, almost four, seven. You know so, what? Like, it, it, this, this was like this one got quite Fisher Price very. Yeah, it seven. didn't. It didn't. No, no, the, no. the only, the only <gasps> scene was when her dragons just basically blazed up at King's Landing. Like I didn't see like proper. I wanted to see hand on hand sword action. I wanted it to go that old school kind of I'm gonna kill you, that kind of thing. It didn't do it for me, man. You know, like that upsets me. Jessel, you were saying something then that yeah, I, I don't know. I, I mean over the course of this season you've had that huge, you know, episode three, there was constant blood and guts in that one. Um okay, episode, the, it was it, it was quite dark to see but it, I couldn't <laughs> I couldn't see any of it, but that's beside the point. And then in episode five, that was a, that was, that wasn't a battle. That was a slaughter, basically. You know, there was, there's a slight battle going on. Um, and then the rest of it was just this atomic bomb going off in King's Landing, basically. Um, so I get your point. I think, I think what you were saying earlier, Nina, is completely true. You know, I just look at the cast and the tentpole characters. So many of them have made it through to the very, very, very end of it alive. And it's like, really, is this kind of Games of Thrones-y? I don't know. Like, I feel like so many of them escape death on so many different occasions. Arya is wearing the heaviest plot armor ever. Like, she just cannot be killed. Tyrion has made it through again and again. And um, Brienne, really, Brienne should be dead by now as well, to be honest. So, I mean, really, we only lost Cersei and Jaime in the last episode. And, and yeah, that's Jessel, much- we, we didn't really finish with Onaria, right? We, I mean, the, do you think the last three episodes have been the, the most poorly written for her? I think since she killed the Night King, it kind of like, well, we're done with you now. You've had your bit in the sun, and now we're just going to use you as eye candy around for little bits and bobs, seven minutes of just in the, in the, in the, in, you know, in the war. It just felt to me when I saw the end, cause I was expecting big things from her in this episode. I expected her to kill Daenerys, to be honest. I didn't mind John killing her. I thought it was great, but I honestly felt like there was more to come from her. Like at least, you know, when they were sitting there doing something, if she just killed Yara, it would have made the episode for me. <laughs> it just would have like something. Just do something, woman. Like take your mask off and your little finger or something. I don't care. Do something. Do it. Just nothing happened. Nothing. I, I, th- I think she had enough in the first three episodes. To be honest, I think she had enough. And then after that, I agree. It's well. Then send the, her the off to Dora after episode three. <laughs> the thing that frustrated me about the the final episode is in the first twenty minutes she's just walking around. There's like God knows how many Dothraki and such. She's just walking around, like like just suddenly turns up in these places, like she's invisible or got like a teleportation device, and things like that. You're kind of watching it. And it takes you out of the the fun of it because you're like, hang on, what just happened here? And I don't know. It's just I I agree with you. I think in the last episode she was basically there to be the person on the ground, and then the white horse shows up, and and really she went all the way to King's Landing to kill Cersei, and then just literally turns around. And then I can't even remember what she does in, in episode four, to be honest. And so I, I do think, but I think she got so much shine in the first three episodes, especially in two and three. You know, she has sex and then kills the Night King, which is a pretty big one too. I mean, that's the double, isn't it, really? So um, so I, I think she's all right. I think Sa- 
Lance has barely done anything this season. She's just made lots of bitchy comments and, and like and got psychologically queen. mean girl Danny to death. And like, you know, like that's pretty much it. She, and then she and told the world that her brother's dick doesn't work. <laughs> oh, <Jesus laughs> oh, well, look, to be fair, when it came to Arya, she lost her virginity to her role. Yeah. Literally, that's it. That's what yeah. happens. Yeah. And as me being quite crude and brutal about it, but that's effectively how I saw season eight. Season mm. eight has been cruel. It's been brutal to everything that came before it, whether whether people like it or not. But I think HBO, to some degree, sat there and thought, right, you know what? We've kind of had enough of this. We've strung people along long enough. It's time for it to be over. I, I, I don't think it was that, Paji. These two are going to make a, a Star Wars trilogy, so they actually in the stars as well. Yeah. Actually, so they could have gone on. HBO won't end something that's making money, right? They just don't. And this could have gone on for nine, ten seasons. But the thing is that the the, the stars in it can't. We didn't want to give another three, four years of their acting. You know, they don't. They, you have a shelf life, don't you? Sometimes actually, when you're, you're popular. You so, if, you, if you saw the scripts for episodes, like for the last three episodes, <laughs> no, but I wouldn't want, want, want to carry on either. That's, that's that's been a forced, but that's a forced. That's an occurrence. It's like something that's happened because of what they did, because of the decisions they made to cut it short to two seasons, because the directors want, or the, the showrunners wanted to go and make, um, you know, make more money with, with Disney because the stars don't want to do this for the whole of their lives or their acting career. That then, that then has pushed this show to where it's gone personally, I feel. So I know we can, yeah, it's bad because they could have done better with it, but. There's so many other things going on. Um, I think we've gone off. I want to talk about Tyrion. Uh, Suki, I'll bring you back in here. And Nina. Forza Cambridge. Cambridge yeah. lasted right till the end. And Cam with break. that, with that, I, I will have it till the day that I die that Cam survived. I'm so happy That's Cam funny. survived. He's going to be my screensaver. <laughs> Send me the picture again. Nobody will tell the difference. I'll put it in the chat. But with that, guys, I want to drop off now. Thanks, man. I, I look forward to the rest of the pod. But again, gags, I've kept my word. I enjoyed parts of it. Some parts were a bit silly, but in the end, not bad. Not bad. Thank you. Thanks, right, Take care, girl. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Right. Bye. So for me, um, this was Tyrion's episode. And let me explain why. I know the writing was stupid at times, whatever. He pretty much, Suki, he pretty much convinces John to kill her in my, in my book. John's a bit dumb. Right, so he's a bit. He, thick, but he, is, yeah. he pretty much convinces him to get. He pretty much convinces them to make Bran the king, and he, in the end, becomes what his dad always was—the hand to the king. He fills the Lannister's boots. He is the head of the table, and he's. That's why he was doing the chairs and stuff because I think it was always his dream to be that guy. So personally, the the, the end for Tyrion is quite nice, like as in where he ended up. And I thought in this episode, he actually had some really good lines as well with John, you know, the destiny and st- the, the, the love and duty stuff. I just thought was, I loved it. But I actually thought they redeemed him in this. It was too little too late, I know. But I think he, he was back on form in this episode. Finally, him as in, you know, yeah, what they did with yeah. him. I, you know what? I really like Tyrion and I love his character as well. And I think that it was... I think there's a couple of things that are disjointed here in this episode and it's not necessarily to do with Tyrion's character, probably again the way they wrote it. Sorry to keep harping on about that. But I think, yes, you know, he was obviously upset that Jamie Cersei had died. Again, going back to Jessel's point was the fact that he just moved a couple of bricks. They were there, you know, and he was really upset. And then 
he shouldn't have had to explain to John, you know. And I think this is where John's character fell weak for me. I'll come back to Tyrion in a minute, is the fact that if John didn't realise walking through um, King's Landing that actually Danny had just totally fucked up. I, I know he did. I know he did. He just needed somebody to tell him. I think he, he was trying not to commit yeah, treason. He wasn't, so he, but he was, it's not just that. I think he was just sort of overwhelmed with it. He was sort of in denial to himself a little bit as well. But it shouldn't have taken Tyrion to tell him. This is John fucking Stark, you know. I mean, okay, Jon Snow, Targaryen. He should be fucking, there's no way. You know, come on, come back to, like, the Stark family. There is no way that this guy's strong character would have walked through all of that and not been fucking pissed off. Okay, fair enough. He loved Danny, But we didn't have enough build-up of that. So it took Tyrion to have to almost persuade him to do that. And I think, again, even though they had a good scene, and, again, he's so good. He, Tyrion is a really good actor as well. And I did like his bits, and I think he saved a lot of things as well. But to bring him out in chains, to persuade them that the rightful king (laughs) tells good stories. (laughs) Hang on a minute. His whole thing, he persuaded everybody, all of those people there, that the rightful king, he tells good stories. I'm sorry, but that's fucking awful to me. Give us something else. I don't like that. And, and it's not like the others haven't had great stories. Yeah, you've got Targaryen there. They didn't even question Gendry, who was like, you know... Baratheon, yeah. A, a Baratheon, Danny legitimised him. They didn't even question his claim to it. Okay, fair enough, they've got all the Starks, bloody blah And they didn't mention John either? That he they is did not there. mention John in that scene at all. But John's a fucking Targaryen, and I'm sorry, but at that point... Why the okay, you could question why was he brought back from the dead? That was just to complete brand story, maybe. That's not good enough for me. Who's the prince that was promised? To me, sorry, that's not Bran. You know? Who what was all that storyline? There's so many plots that are lost here. And why the fuck was he brought back from the dead just to fucking go back sixth. north of the no, wall? Uh, hang on, hang on, I am gonna disagree <laughs> at this point. Finish sixth! Uh, I, I, I would disagree with um, with bringing we'll bring John in back the dead. Um, yeah. I think his purpose was really to make people aware of the Night King. Uh, in the end, it looks like that, and also to just end up killing Danny. That's his kind of dual fold purpose. Yeah, so I, I get think that. If you that know. was the case, he should have been the one to have at least a confrontation with the Night King. Oh yeah. But- there was none of that, so there was no payoff for people there. And oh, he did try, but he just kept on raising the yeah, dead towards but, him. <laughs> yeah, and maybe they should have had Arya kill Cersei here and John deal with the Night King. But there's lots of... I mean, I'm never going to agree with anybody. Sorry, Jess, I'll carry on. Didn't mean to interrupt Can you. I just say, before Jess does come in, the, the, the showrunners, Jess, will keep on going on about not being predictable. And I kind of feel like they've spent too much time focusing on not being predictable to then writing it into a bit of a, an oblivion. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I completely agree. You know what, I, I was listening back to the last 10 minutes of our podcast last week just to see what we actually said because I couldn't remember. And you were kind of spot on about saying that where, where it would kind of take place, that kind of dragony Colosseum thing. And then I was saying that basically, you know, all they've done is just keep subverting our expectations for the sake of shock value and sometimes it feels cheap. 
I'm not sure they did that in this episode as much. Like I can kind of see the logic going through. I just feel like this episode was really slow at times and they wasted a lot of time. It was a bit ponderous and stuff. But in the end, like the whole of season eight as a whole, I, I just, it, it, it doesn't have that narrative thread where everything makes sense. And, mm. you know, I'll keep coming back to what Gag said at the beginning of this season. He said, I just want this to make sense. And for me, I don't think there's so many yeah. holes in it that just do mm. not make sense. And mm-hmm. They've left all these loose threads and stuff like that. And it's like, okay, you know, just use your imagination or we'll do an interview to fill it in. It's like, no, man, you've got to show and tell. You know, Scott said that. It's just show and tell. You know, like, why did they have to cram it into six episodes and mm. also waste time within those episodes on moving chairs around a table? It doesn't mm. make sense to me. However, sorry, I do want to, before we go completely derailed into the dark side, say some nice things about this program, because I'm sure some of the listeners must be getting a bit frustrated. The cinematography, incredible. The score, amazing. Um, the imagery, the other thing I said in last week's podcast at the end is that HBO really prides itself on strong imagery. And the imagery in this is incredible. You know, whether it's the dragon wings behind Danny or the throne room or whatever, there's so many things in this particular episode um that that did do it worthy but the problem is is you can't replace story with imagery they're not equal you know and and that's the problem that i think that has happened here to be honest so i don't know what you guys i would rather have had than put a dragon on a fucking piece of uh rope and me to see the rope and then have a good story um but i know that's a bit extreme but it was amazing and i think this you know the soundtrack everything cinematography special effects did carry it through but it was missing wasn't it it was just that sort of the depth wasn't there i felt Nin, and, the, and i think we've been spoiled by it yeah then did you you enjoyed it all the way up until this last one which is where you found you know it's it's gone off and me too i enjoyed most of it yeah, up until here. and i, I was, it's I, I, it didn't make sense <laughs> it, it didn't make sense and i completely agree with both with regards to tv and, and everything for me, I, Gags, I spoke to you and I said, I am going to wait for this season to be over and then I'm going to start it from the beginning again. I kept saying this to you, do you remember? And now I'm sat here knowing the conclusion and I'm sat here thinking, am I really going to start this all over again to see that character development, to see all that, to know how it ends? You know, like, it was a little bit underwhelming for me. I agree with them, you know, that like, I'm not going to slag off the show. The thing is, because it's such a big fucking show, you're not going to please everyone. And you know what? It's not even about the outcome of the ending. I think Suki said that. I don't care if Bran got made, you know, the king or whatever. For me, it was more the fact that, you know, we've spoken about, we've, we've been speaking about things haven't been answered. This hasn't been done. That hasn't been done. You know what, HBO, this was your last season. You know what? You've got money. Just give it 10 episodes and give every character, if you want to keep them alive, which I thought was utter bollocks because I think they all should have died except for Ser Davos, right? And if you're going to go down that route of keeping them alive, then you know what? Please give me detail as to how they got to that point. You know, show me more of the characters. I feel like you rushed them. And I feel like it's a big disservice to a lot of those characters. Having said that for me, um, People like Tyrion throughout have been legit, like, the best. Like, he was literally world-class throughout it. In terms of acting, I think mm. the actors have acted their hearts out, really. Mm. I can't ask for it. Even Amelia Clark, at the beginning, I was kind of like, 
not not 50-50, but I liked her, but I didn't love her. But I think as it's gone on throughout this series, she's been brilliant, you know, mm. with a tough sell. I think I think there's there's too many kind of leaps of faith and she's had to act the kind of the the bits in between almost. But like like going back to Nina's point on how certain things don't make sense. Can I just say with Samuel Tarly, he he must have trained at the Citadel for like two or three weeks or something or something <laughs> like that. And now he's like the grand maester of the whole thing. Yeah. He didn't complete his training. Like, did he just do it like an online course or something in his spare time? It's a dummy master training. It's like the Matrix software, you know, like, I know, I know Kung Fu, you know, that kind of thing. you got a software patch, yeah. yeah. No, it's Chuck. Yeah. Anyone seen Chuck? He's just got the, he's got the intersect in his head. That's <laughs> yeah. it. He's just turned it on and that's off we go. No, I, I agree. He started, he even walked like a maester, you know, the first one, the first one we saw. Oh, uh, Grand Maester, is it, was it Pycel? The yeah. first one, the old one. He mm-hmm. was even walking like him at the end. I was like, what the fuck's going on? It's dead weird. And uh, Well, there are two other points. The, with the book. The book, really? Yeah, Did exactly. we need the book? Did we no, need to... nobody oh. needed the book. <sighs> Get rid of the motherfucking book. Sorry to swear. If there's any kids listening, I doubt no, it. But what the fuck was that all about? No, Sorry. What, what was worse, um, Ed Sheeran or that book? I don't know. I'm trying. I'm dueling. I think in the book. both of them need to be put in a fire and burnt to death. Ed to Sheeran did get burnt, though. He did get burnt. They yeah, mentioned it earlier. Fair enough. So that was fine. Um, the other thing with Samuel, where which I did, I find it, I found it quite funny, but I understand other people didn't, is when they're all sat around in the Dragon Coliseum placey place, and he said, "What if we just let the people have a boat on?" And everyone just bursts out laughing. Yeah, democracy is not a thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I I find that was quite funny. It's quite meta, but it's quite. Funny. It was it was definitely a Brexit thing. Definitely, definitely. It's just like the people in power wouldn't relinquish it, would they? Would they be like, no. hang on, why are we going to let these idiots in the streets vote? Why would we do that? You know. So um, so yeah, it was at that point that I thought that Varus might come back and start chasing him around to Benny Hill music because that's how <laughs> ridiculous it felt. Okay. Right. So. <sighs> There's a coronation at the end for Sansa, all that stuff. We talked about her. Uh, we talked about um, Arya. Brienne. Brienne. Yeah, I'm writing I mean, her book. Oh, my God. Nin, talk to me about Brienne. Okay. I watched it, and I saw Justin tweet something last night, and he goes, Brienne is, um, you know, um, writing in this book fully armoured. Uh, props to the woman. I can't sit at my desk, at my desk without unbuttoning my jeans. Maybe I'm really unfit. I find sitting in jeans really uncomfortable. This woman was fully in armour writing about flipping. That was strange. Yeah. I found that just strange. Mm -hmm. Again, there was no point of that. There was no, you know, considering, like, if you had given all the characters all the detail that you needed, then you can go to that shot. But when you've done a massive disservice and things don't add up and then you've got fillers like that, to me, that's an edit out scene. If I'm on the editing, if I'm in charge of the editing, that doesn't make the final cut for me. I don't know. I felt like I felt like it was like shift work. Yeah, that's what I meant by like it felt like I was almost watching the bloopers or the outtakes after uh, John killed Daenerys. There's lots of different visions. It didn't feel like a consistent vision. No. Well, why? Why would you? They're trying to give more than give Brienne an end. That was giving Jamie an end. That was no, trying to. Can I jump in? There is a point to that because when Brienne and Jamie were talking, yes, of course, um, like I know. Years yeah, ago, in the past, if, yeah, so 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 because he did mention it's, it, he, it's he giving Jamie it. the end, though, isn't it? It's more yeah, about popping to Jamie than it, it is, is to Brienne. Yeah. 
it feels unfair on Brienne because, like, mm. he he basically just banged her and then ghosted her and then went to <laughs> die off with his. It was sister. a one night stand, bro. It, it was a two night stand, but oh, yeah, like, basically, and and it does feel like again, like the women have got a bit chopped down. Like Brienne almost made it through most of this show intact, and then right at the end, Jamie just screws her over quite literally. And then kind of breaks that part of her that boy well, he breaks her heart completely. You know, she's in tears. Yet she goes back and like logs on and changes his Wikipedia page, like to make him look good and stuff. So I, I don't know. It's quite, it's quite a funny one, but I do get it. Maybe they were just giving her something to do because there's no war kind of situation. I, don't I know. think she, to be fair, she really loved Renly Baratheon and he was just like a bit of a replacement. In the end, that's the way I would like to take it after this final season, even though he was totally gay. Wasn't he with Iron Fist gags? In he, the was, show? he was with Iron Fist. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And actually, Jamie is Iron Fist. So. Oh, yeah. That's a really nice. good one. Wow. <laughs> but, to be waiting yeah. for that lovely you know what I was really disappointed about is a couple of seasons ago, why they didn't make Jamie's hand out of dragon glass and just make him slap all those bitch white walkers all over the place. Uh, that would be Yeah, cool. that's true. They, well, they could actually just tape it to their hand, couldn't they? They could have <laughs> taped it. They could, well, not tape, I suppose they don't have tape. They could have done something. Yeah, you could well, do a manicure. Tape. You could just give them like Man, a if they've got Starbucks, right? if they've got Starbucks, I'm sure they can manage tape. <laughs> yeah, probably. I hate it. The rest has gone all corporate. Yeah, I hated this season with Jamie and Brienne. Sorry, I know everybody. I uh, know everybody I speak to loved the fact that she was knighted. All that. Oh, that was her. good. Yeah, it, it would have been good if he hadn't have slept with her, left her, and then she ended up writing his like your yeah. memoirs in some you know white book. But I don't know. A, a, a lot of things sit don't sit very well with me now. I kind of agree with that, to be honest. I think if if he just knighted her and that had been the end, great. But then they're always like, oh, but Game of Thrones, no one gets a happy ending, blah, 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 blah. Except everyone gets a happy ending in this particular finale. Like, like Sansa's the queen. Arya gets to go off and, and go west of Westeros. Bran's literally the bloody king. I mean, we'll get to that. But, you know, like there, there do seem like a lot of people. And, and Samwell somehow flukes his way to Grandmaster of the Citadel. Everyone gets... Uh, Davos is Bron, there. Bron? Bron, oh, Bron is master Bron, of coin. Yeah. I'm sorry. What does he have his ACCA qualification to become master of coin? He doesn't have any. How is he master of coin? Make him master of war or something. Fine, but I don't know. It's because he bizarre. owns High Garden, mate. They got all the money in it. Oh, is that why? That's why. Yeah, they were oh. really rich. The Tyrells, wasn't it? The Tyrells yeah, had it. So yeah. maybe he doesn't just. Does he inherit all their wealth, basically? Because yeah, because there's no air left. They're all dead. They made the deal. I'll give you High Garden. Yeah. Um. 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 Yeah, it was the Lannister brothers made the yeah. deal, didn't they? And all the, ty- and all the Tyrells are dead. Well, that's true. Fair yeah. enough. Well done, Bron. Um, uh, can, yeah. I, can I ask everyone what they thought then of, of Bran becoming king? Okay, we'll go through this. Then you first, then Suki, and then me. <laughs> you know what? I've never seen anybody more undeserving of a title. Um, I love the fact that I'm something else. I'm the three-eyed raven. That's all I've been fucking hearing. As soon as I king, he goes like, okay, then, I'll do it. Fucking human. I just thought the way he, the way he, the way he accepted it, why do you think I'm here? I've travelled all this way. So, what did you think? Yeah, what a fucking, I don't know what, I mean, obviously, it wasn't the actor's fault. 
that this is what he's given in the script. But come on, give him something else. Give him something. He was going on about, you know, yeah, this is why I'm here. I'm like, seriously? If this is why you're here, this is the Game of Thrones. Remember, we all said, like, was it a couple of episodes ago? It's more of a political thing. That's why they got all the, um, you know the night king and everybody else out the way they killed all the whites everything because it's a political thing if it's political make it political if you're supposed to be there let's show some insight into how it got there but yeah he just had a couple of like really moronic lines and i think at one point he just raised his eyebrows to sansa when she asked for the north back and i was like okay cool and then one of his lines was about Drogon finding out where he is. And I'm like, mate, now's not the time to find out where a dragon was. It was like a few episodes ago when we were trying to, you know, don't get them killed, basically. So it was just all a bit, I don't know, wish you watching. I don't mind the ending. And possibly, <laughs> I, I was saying to you, Gags, that that might have been the ending that was supposed to be anyway. And I don't mind that. I just think it's the way they arrived at it in this mm. one episode. Yeah. There wasn't a shock. It wasn't like, a, oh, wow, you know, we weren't expecting that. That's an amazing ending. Everybody was just like, you know what? The dialogue and everything else has been so bad up to mm. this point to get him there that it wasn't, it didn't even feel like it was deserved for him. At that point, anybody, any one of those lot that was sitting in that council, I would have just felt, I would have been happier had Drogon just come in and burnt them all. That would have been a better ending for me. That sounds harsh, but that would have been a much better ending. But I don't think any of them deserved it. And I think that is down to the way it was written. Nothing else, because I think if he was meant to be, I don't actually care who ended up on the throne. It was the way they got there. And yeah. it just didn't, it didn't work. It just if didn't the, work. Yeah, if these were the slim pickings, then you know what? The Night King should have won. Yeah, exactly. Just let him. I was even expecting Nina that, like, I was thinking, hoping, okay, so they've made it, it brand. So mm. I'm hoping that at the end he opens his eyes and they're blue. And I said this to Gags. I said exactly. I, got, I wish I said, we come out, his eyes turned blue and we're like, yes. Yeah, I would have even been like, I would have been like, okay, it was a bit of a shitty episode, but at least we've got that. And that was like, just end on that cliffhanger. Just leave it right there. And I think that's why I said before that, like, had they just ended it when John had killed Daenerys? It wasn't because I didn't want to see John's story evolve. It was more the fact that that's where, to me, that episode ended, as in acting and script writing. To me, the rest of it was just, it didn't have anything to me. Yes, John at the end, but had they just cut to John just going up north, that would have been it. But the rest of it, it was. It was almost like... Uh, you know, I was going to say Blackadder, but actually Blackadder was really good. So you're probably all too young to remember that. But oh, it was oh, we Black watched Adder the classic. Was the best thing ever. It was just young. that's what it sort of reminded me of. You know, it was like Baldrick was going to come out of somewhere <laughs> or other. But it was I don't know. I it's just, basically Fergie retiring and Moisey getting. <laughs> 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 All right. You know what? So I've got Scott back and uh, he's got some interesting insight on Bran. Okay, cool. Come on, Scott. I'm back. Hope you guys have Yay. had some fun. <laughs> no, I was talking with Gags earlier. It was funny. One of my big takeaways was Vegas and the betting markets are right. They were right the whole time. When we did our preview pod, 
you know, we were talking about some of the odds that were who's going to sit on the Iron Throne. And it was so weird. Bran was minus 150. He was the demonstrable favorite. And, you know, this is like, you know, this is one of those things that live betting on sports, but it's kind of like betting on the Oscars. You know, the answer is out there. So then you're know, like, did something leak? But then Peter Baelish was on there. Littlefinger was like plus 1500. So it was kind of odd. Uh, actually, I think Bran was plus 150. So, it, but that was one of my first takeaways. It was like, damn it. They were right all along. I was hoping it w- they would not be right, but they were absolutely right. Vegas knew somebody leaked, somebody spoiled. Somebody yeah, I think there the was a leak. Yeah, I watched some, uh, I did watch somebody's YouTube video today about it, just like how they have like these review shows. And one of them was saying that they leaked it on Reddit quite a few weeks ago, which I didn't, uh, I don't read stuff like that. I don't even like spoilers. And, um, but they were saying that, yeah, so I, it could have been that, but who knows? I mean, all I'll say to you is uh, like betting, gambling places don't usually get things wrong. So. That's you true. Well, Vegas, Vegas you isn't there to lose You're money. a liar. You love a spoiler, Suki. I know you've read all the spoilers before. And a couple no, of I don't Shut read up. like plot leaks, though. I like <laughs> no, you don't, but you, you love a spoiler. This could be Frankie, yeah. Books and stuff, but I don't like somebody saying that, yeah, I worked on the show and I'm spoiled. You know, I don't, I don't like stuff like that. So. Okay, we'll come back to Scott to get his thoughts on actually Bran becoming king, but Jessel started the question, so let it, let's bring him back in. Jessel, give us your thoughts then. What did you think? You know what? It kind of occurred to me at two separate points that Bran would be king. I, I recently started re-watching the whole thing, and in the first episode, it ends on Bran, obviously, like... You know, he's been pushed out of a window and stuff like that. And then you see his face. And I was like, is this whole story kind of about Bran? And that kind of planted it in my head. And then last week, I was driving home. And just as I reached home, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if Bran's going to be king. And then a raven flew across my car and almost went into the windscreen. I was like, oh, my God, this is a sign. And um, and then since then, I was convinced that basically Bran would be king. I had no idea why or anything like that. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, okay, he's kind of like the least offensive out of everyone, I guess, and the least likely to go crazy. So I could kind of understand why they would do it effectively. Um, he also has this power where he can see everything in the past and everything in the future. Um, the one thing I will say is a bit harsh how Tyrion calls him brand the broken. I mean, Jesus Christ, that's a bit harsh, Tyrion. Um, that's like not the best nickname, but effectively, I think, they keep mentioning like, you know, however long it was ago, a thousand years ago, there's Bran the Builder and, uh, and he's the one who built the night, uh, the, the wall and all that kind of stuff and blah, blah, blah. So I thought, okay, maybe it's Bran's destiny to come in and be like a, a safe pair of hands and, and keep everything nice and calm and kind of help rebuild the whole thing. So I wasn't that surprised by it, to be honest. I thought, I kind of thought from last week, that's, that's how it would go. So I'm okay with it. I'm fine. I, I don't think anyone else would have made that much more sense. And I think they would have brought like a bucket of problems with them to be honest as well because Sansa's a bit crazy Arya yeah. god knows she's an assassin and all this kind of stuff I, I don't know I, I'm fine with it basically so two of the brand kids get to, sorry Stark kids Scott end up being king and queen but give us your thoughts on uh, Bran becoming king mate yeah it was a big win for the Starks just not the one we thought what it was going to be possibly be John. I'm okay with Sansa ruling the north I just and the North being separate, but I just thought it would have made better sense. You know, it's just odd. Now it's the six kingdoms instead of the seven kingdoms. I thought a better ending would have been some sort of loose confederacy, or it just goes back to before the Targaryens. I thought that they could have done it like that. They said, look, the throne is gone. The throne is what forcefully brought everybody together. It was the Targaryens who, who you know, made everybody bend the knee. They're completely gone now. Uh, you know, the Baratheon 
dynasty is gone. So just go back to the being separate kingdoms. So it, it's, but I, I kind of did like the council aspect, you know, cause that, you know, maybe that's, you know, bringing democracy into the world. You know, they talked about, you know, that's the wheel being broken, but it's not totally. Cause now they have, they still have a King. They still have brand, but yeah, it just, the, and I think we mentioned this earlier at the t- top of the pod, when you, you take a character out for an entire season and then you don't, spend nearly enough time with him the past or the in season eight it just felt like an odd choice to have brand be the king i mean the only thing i really liked about it was i thought it was whole, some of the twitter jokes on uh, brand the broken and he's like no you could just call me brand it's like brand the busted brand the useless like brand can't move like it was like <laughs> like I, i've actually that's how i look at this episode some of it was so farcical that it's just i laugh at it because i don't know what to say on some of it it's just yeah, you know I it's how i come to terms about- with it it's mm-hmm. like if you know, I want to be frustrated, but you know, I, I like I said before, I look at the season, this episode, much of the rest of the season is there's parts I really liked. I really like the way it ended for Danny. I, I, I get that they just could have done a better storytelling, but there's just so many of these other parts that are kind of ridiculous. But I mean, I like that Sansa. You know, that's a nice character arc for her. You know, she had gone through so many of these trials and tribulations and suffered so brutally, and she deserves. You know, because she is a real leader and she deserves that. And I liked, you know, Arya going west of Westeros. You know, they kind of did the foreshadowing for that. Um, I think it was near the end of season six, you know, when she was talking to uh, one of the members of the troop um, before she got killed by the waif. You know, she's like, well, I would like to see what's west. It always made sense for her to be a wanderer. She didn't really have a place. So I did like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, personally on Bran, I just, it could have been, it could have been done better. That was all. I think everything that you guys have said, um, has been, you know, to a point, has been okay. I, I don't agree with it being a good thing. I think, like like Suki and like Nina said, the rush of it, just how you know idiots have combined to give him the throne. It just felt like, yeah, put the Benny Hill music on, everybody chase each other, and whoever's last, and that will be Bran, will get become king because he, he's not going to go very far. So it's just, it, it was just awful. I just thought that was really poor. When you say, does it make sense? You know, and he says, oh, well, yeah, you know, he keeps saying to everyone, you, you're in the right place, you're in the right place, you're in the right place. You know, you knew you're going to be king. It just, it just, I'm sorry. It's just dead weird. It's just dead weird. So the king knows what's going to happen for the rest of time. And, uh, you know, the king knows who's going to be good and evil. And I just, I don't know. It's just such a weird choice. And the way they were saying his name at the table, it just, it just looks so fake and awful and just didn't strike anything with me. It just came across really poorly at the end. That last 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Also, apart from John and and Ghost, honestly, the rest of it maybe the sounds of stuff I like because it's the you know the the, the story arc like you both have said you and Jessel. I don't mind that because they've that's something that she's wanted the whole way and she got it in the end somehow. But um, I just didn't like m- most of this episode apart from the John Danny Drogon stuff and maybe Tyrion. That's it. I just thought the rest of it was really really poor and for me to say that's quite a quite a thing because i trusted it the whole way until here and i think um yeah that's a big thing for you guys you were actually you've really enjoyed like episodes this season and you've really like been behind them because even I, when you trust we've the been process doubted. yeah it's like yeah. trusting liverpool's recruitment 
at the moment. You trust it because you know it's bloody damn good. So you, you, you put your trust in something. You think they're going to get somewhere. And you could see, I still disagree about the Danny stuff. I still think you could totally see how she goes nuts. They even had, you know, small conversations about it at the start of this one. You know, or the whole of it, you can see. You can see how it happens. Yeah, I think you're and, right. You know, in even she's in an interview about it. it. She, yeah. when she read it, she read the last paragraph, and she was like, "What the fuck? How did I do? How can this character do that?" And then she calmed down because she was shooting for, um, she was shooting for Solo, and she came back from Solo, and then she sat down and she read the whole script of season eight, and she goes, "Right, actually, I, I agree." This can drive as the person myself, as the character myself. I'm going to play after immerse myself in it. I can see why this person, with the history, with their background, with their family, how this person, by sitting on a dragon for most of your life, how this can go mad. How this Maybe, can go nuts. but then I think that other characters have to progress at the same sort of rate in different ways, and I think. Possibly you could see that over different seasons of how Danny, because she's always been strong-willed, you know, even from like when she sort of let Carl Drogo kill her brother with the golden crown, all of that stuff. And she showed no remorse at that point. She was just like, yeah, I want to watch it. But I think the fact that it just didn't feel like everything else kept up from that part as well. It's like they knew that she had to go mad but they didn't really sort of like, you know, it wasn't, I don't know, it just didn't all fit to me quite right. And I think that I always say, and I keep saying to you, if you can spend about three or four seasons having Ramsay Bolton torturing Theon, you could have had more than one season of just turning these characters into what they are now. And that's why I say to you, all those seasons had passed by the time this decision was made. So they'd already spent the long haul until that decision was made that we've only got two years left or two seasons left because XXX want to go here, XXX one of these. It's basically the first six seasons. Don't You can't say nothing about them because no. all the decisions come afterwards to that. Do you get what this I mean? Is it. Yeah. Your comparisons, it won't work because I suppose if they made that decision at season four, I reckon you would have seen, you wouldn't have seen all that. Like yeah, good but stuff you in five and have six. to make an excuse for that, and nobody. Oh yeah, yeah. no, I'm not. I'm know? not making an excuse. I'm just saying I can see why it's gone to shit. Yeah, it has I can gone see to why. shit, and I think that yeah. nobody should have to justify it. You know, and I think that apart from the people that wrote these episodes, and I think they owe it. Like you know, people were owed it, but I'll stop moaning about it now. But I, to be fair, as a whole series i loved it you know i love game of thrones and i think that's why so many people are passionate about it now because everybody really you know it's something everyone's invested in mm. i think people are going through the five stages of grief or something right now aren't they because you know initially it's like shock or whatever and then grief and acceptance i'm more kind of like i've moaned about a lot this this season already <laughs> i've been i have but but this is the payoff for me because i'm like ha Okay, now you see what I was moaning about. Effectively, vindicated. I, 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 not. I mean, you know, I don't want to be that guy, but like, I, you you know, are. I, yeah, yeah, you are. Okay, you are. fine. Do you know what? <laughs> I, I complained about Dejan Lovren when we signed him, and I didn't write every sentence. So fuck you all, basically. But, um, Game of Thrones is still way better than Dejan Lovren. Let's <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, yeah. Easy. But no, Gags, but, I feel bad. You really did, Gags. You trusted the process, and it ended up. Less Michael Edwards and more Philadelphia 76ers trusting the process. Yeah, it turned into, it turned I think into, this was Damien Camoli Liverpool, really, that era. Yeah. 
Like you get a Suarez, and then you get an Apple Suarez. Yeah, yeah. You know, you get a Suarez and a Carol, basically. Um, if I can try and say something positive, which is completely out of character, um, I, I actually you do get Daddy. Whole, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm, this is the sudden twist in this pod. Um, so basically, I actually think that the way that they've set this up is fine because the wheel is broken now. You know, the Iron Throne is literally melted. The wheel yeah. is broken. And um, they're trying to set up a thing where basically the lords and ladies vote communally to elect an actual king. Okay, they're not going to open it up to a huge democracy. That's fine. You know, baby steps. But th- this is a step in the right direction for them. And even if you think about it, when they're sat at the council, the the, the hands meeting, whatever thingy thingy, you know, the things that make a difference to people's lives are things like sewage, like having a good water yeah. system. This is the boring stuff of government, but actually shifts the needle and moves it forward for people in their boring day to day lives. And the thing is, if you choose someone like Bran, you're not going to have lots of different wars. You're not going to have a dragon who's an atomic weapon who's going to wipe out a city. You're just going to have boring incremental progress, which is what you want, because they've had all these years of tumult and they've had a Night King, the threat of that. They've had constant wars and Battle of Bastards and the Lannisters and this and that. And now they're going to have a period of stability. So I can totally understand why they would choose Bran and also the wheel is broken and the Iron Throne is gone. So I'm all right with it. I, I think I've made my peace with that. I think it makes sense to me. And I can't believe I just said that um, when all of you are completely melting down about it. But I, I kind of feel like I've gone through this process over the last week of accepting where it's going to go. And I'm all right with it. The execution obviously is terrible and there are so many issues. But but generally, like the end product, I'm OK with it. It's a bit too neat with a bow on it, but I'm all right with it, basically. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too bummed out. I, I, the, the major thing out of this, what I took of these six and the last eight, I think it was eight in season seven. I think so. Seven. But seven. Seven. So what I took out of the last 13 was that they were all an event. Like every single one felt like an event. When they were coming out, we were all gearing up, ready to watch them. I was ready to do a pod. It was just like they were all an event. It's been such a long time since there's been a television show that's been able to do that for so many people, just become an event. It's just, it's, it's mind boggling. And that's, that's something Scott that I think will, will stay with us for a long time. And it, I know the, the ending never like lost was one of my favorites that I, I absolutely hate the ending, but I love everything else about it. But the, the, there's always, the ending's not going to please everybody, but still at least half the characters I enjoyed the ending for. So I'm, I'm okay with it. I like Danny's end, John's end, and um, and um, Tyrion. You know, I'm happy for them. Those are my favorite characters anyway, so I was cool with that. But obviously loads of things going on. But this show just, it was just so, what is it, addictive? No, I don't know. It just it kind of just immersive, immersive, so immersive. It just sucks you in. No, as I was saying, it's been the journey. I mean, we're sitting here, I'm on a completely different side of the world, and we're talking about a TV show that's meant so much to our lives for the past decade, and there's nothing like it right now. And, you know, I, I won't go so far as to say this will never happen again, but the way with shifting televisions and, you know, how things are produced and released, you know, with streaming television and seasons are just kind of dumped out there now, it's going to be a while before we have something that is just huge in the monoculture and means something to so many people and all the articles and all the discussion. And, and I think that's what is most disappointing about the ending is that it it feels like this was a a self 
self-inflicted wound. You know, it, it was a, a self-own in a lot of ways. They, it didn't have to be like this. They could have taken more time and let it breathe. They spent two years producing these final six episodes. Just make a couple more, connect things better. And, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I truly think that, every, you know, the showrunners cared, but this is, I think they maybe just reached the end. And, you know, I'm like Jessel, I reached acceptance. You know, I, I, I didn't, I didn't think that this episode was going to be so good to make up for the failures of the last two. I figured it would probably be a failure in and of itself, or maybe it wouldn't be that bad. And it actually turned out maybe a little worse than I thought, but I still love the show. I still love the moments. I still love the characters. And, you know, I think that's what we'll take with it is, you know, and we'll still be talking about this for years to come and, and just, you know, how much it's, you know, game of Thrones has entered into our culture, all the references and, you know, you, you can say, Oh yeah, I hope this, got a tough day at work it was like the red wedding out there you know you can keep it's become ubiquitous so i i the ending can never take that away and and you know yeah. I, I did like parts of it if you watch cobra kai there's so much there's one episode with loads of references great so much fun but um suki um yeah final thoughts then on on what we've just said as well you know how immersive i just took over took over the world yeah it did i it's been a brilliant you know i mean i've read the books so I was really excited for it. And they did so much. I mean, they really brought a lot of it to life, you know, and I, I've really enjoyed it. I have seen a shift of it, you know, of the way they've made it more sort of, I think, mainstream for probably younger audience as well, because probably from the first few seasons, there was a lot of like naked, like sex scenes, all this sort of stuff. And they really stripped that back. Um, so I see how they made it a little bit more mainstream, a little bit more PG rated and stuff like that. But I think, you know, for me, maybe I never would have been happy with the way they ended it. But I think I've, like Jessel and Scott said, I don't, I'm happy. I've kind of made peace with the end. I don't mind the way it ended. And I really honestly didn't care who made it on to like who, well, the Iron Throne's gone, but who was king or queen at the end of it. I think it was just... I think we deserved a bit more from this. And I think that's where they shortchanged us a little bit, you know, just from the way they wrote it. There's little, like, few little puns and things in there that were a little bit lost on everyone because we wanted a little bit more meat from it. And I think I would have rather it were hanging on like a bit of a cliffhanger and we didn't get closure than it ended up them just having to wrap up these random characters at the end, like... I don't know, um, you know, Podrick and all of these sort of people as well. I, I didn't really care about them, you know. I, I wasn't that bothered about them at all. But as a show, as a whole, I think it was epic. It was amazing, you know. And it did let me down at the end, but I, st- I still love it. And I still recommend anybody to watch it as well. Um, but just it just, it's just quite funny that the people that were left ended up being like part of the government or whatever. You know, it's just like, yeah, all right, let's just put everyone together. Whoever survived, they can yeah, stay. Yeah, it they was, stay in it the was a bit <laughs> that. And I think maybe it was just sort of, uh, it felt all like a little bit tongue-in-cheek at the end, but with Game of Thrones, you don't really want it to be like no. that, you know? No. You want it to go on like a massive high, or like, not even a high, but just want it to be like an epic end, you know? And even if it cuts, I don't even care, you know, if something is hanging in the episode. balance. Yeah. You know, last episode ended, people dying. All right, what happens next? That's it, done. Yeah, that probably would have been better. I said, maybe that him even killing Danny at the end of it, and then everybody was like, well, what happened? Who was on the Iron Throne? What, you know, okay, that might not have been a satisfying ending to people, but I think 
really. It would have been a shock. I think, yeah, and I think you know they could have like interweaved so many more storylines into it. Um, and I know that George R. R. Martin stopped writing the books a while ago compared to the seasons, but there's a lot of things that they could have bumped it up with. You know, they had a lot of material there that they could have added into certain things. So, yeah, I mean, I was a bit disappointed, but as a show as a whole, I thought it was amazing. You know, I loved it. Uh, from the first episode, I was totally hooked and I was like counting down the days practically till the next season. So I can't really say too many bad things about it. It's given me a lot of like viewing pleasure, to be honest. So I feel known, the same way. She's known for now and 20 minutes, and now she's saying it was a pleasure. Right, Scott. That's the story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I feel the same way as Suki does. Like, I remember, you know, when you, like, I literally, you know, one of the wor- best days of the year was the premiere every spring when it would come back. And then mm-hmm. I was so excited to have it. And then when it was gone, I'm like, God, it's going to be a long year. And then, but, you know, then you see, like, some of the footage trickles in in January, and then you get a trailer. And, you know, it's meant, I mean, you know, I, I've seen Game of Thrones in movie theaters when they had a couple of this episodes for season four. Like, I bought all the beer. I have the books. You have shirts. It, it's become a huge part of your life. I mean, it's it's just mm-hmm. something we love. It's it's like Lord of the Rings. It's like Harry Potter. And you know, I think when comparing it to television, you know, the hope was, you know, I I love Lost. I I will always recommend people should watch Lost, even with the last season. And I liked it probably better than some people. But I was hoping this would be more like Breaking Bad, where you just wanted to end so excellently. I mean, you go back and look at the ratings, like all those shows are like 9.5, 9.9, almost 10 out of 10. They were brilliant. And this just wasn't. And it could have been. I feel like it, it, the, the pieces so. are there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Carry on. I was just no, it's sad. You, it's, yeah. it's, 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 is it sad to you? It just, you, you know, it just feels like it could have been better. And I wish it was. That's all. That's yeah, the way I think I we had so many great moments in it, though. You know, I mean, like amazing times in games of Thrones, Game of Thrones, like, the Red Wedding, um, you know, even like with Arya and Walder Frey, all those sort of moments. And they could have ended on something epic like that, even if it kept people, you know, I don't know, wanting more. But I would rather have ended wanting more than it be like this, to be honest. It went out with a whimper, really, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, and it's a shame because it deserved more than that. Yeah, fine, fine visually it was great. Visually it was awesome. I mean, I think they yeah. should win all the awards. I mean, if, as you're just talking about a piece of you know craft, like the way that they shot and filmed it, and watching some of the inside, you know, the, the making of the episode of the game revealed, you're like, wow, these guys went. I mean, they created new techniques. So I give oh, unbelievable. That, that you can't take away episode, from. episode five was unbelievable in what they had. Yeah. Wow. This is it. And the actors were like, uh, you know, for you to be like shooting scenes, you've got to be talented to be like shooting with a broom. I mean, they showed Daenerys with just like, mm. you know, her dragon was like a like a mop with like sort of green, you know, end on it at some points. And yeah, I mean, they're so talented. I mean, the music was amazing. The score was just beautiful. Um, the special effects were great. Yeah. Just a writing laid down in the end, apparently. So... <laughs> Jessel, last words? Yeah, for me, I, I'm just looking at it uh, as a whole. And, you know, see, seasons one to four for me were just exceptional, like 10 out of 10. Um, five and six were like kind of like around nine out of 10 for me. Seven kind of starts to dip a little bit. And this season, I, I think it will go down 
you know, I, I don't want to end on a negative or end more on a positive note, but I think this will go down as a legendary fail, basically, this this final season. Not that it's a complete failure, but they just did not stick the landing and they completely wobbled. And for not and it, there were things that were so easily fixable, you know, if they just had more episodes and if they just paced it more effectively. Really, those are the two main things. But in terms of if I look at everything as a whole, it's just I love what it's brought to my life. You know, like Scott was saying, you know, I, I'm not as much of a super fan as Scott or anything like that, but you know, doing these podcasts has been such a highlight. Like I remember doing mm. the season seven ones with you guys. That's where I first met you guys really properly. And, and, and that was just brilliant back then and doing these ones. And, and it's just so enriching. Uh, the, the way that I said it back then is, um, is that, you know, each episode would be like 50 minutes long or an hour long, or whatever. And that's it. And then you'd spend the whole week just thinking about it or discussing it and stuff mm. like that. And, and like, it's this really season, fantastic. Everyone's argued everyone. It's been like a Liverpool lineup. It, well, this is going to be my, my final point. Yeah, this is going to be my final point. Is that my night? My my wife never watched it, and literally, I somehow managed to convince her to start watching it about a month ago, and she just got completely hooked. And last night, she watched the penultimate episode, and and bearing in mind she's never watched it the whole time. And last night, after it finished, we sat there arguing about it forty five minutes. I was in like I was like, no, Danny was rushed. She was like, no, I saw it coming. Blah blah blah. And it is so much fun, you know, to do that. It gets you so involved, and and you're thinking about things and putting yourself in different shoes and, and that's the magic of the show to me yeah. you know obviously on a technical level brilliant acting fantastic you know the story was great for the first six seasons and now it's tailed off a bit okay i can live with it it's fine but what it's brought to our own lives you know it sounds cheesy old as the journey and it brought us all together blah 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 you know they should have stopped landing better but i will appreciate the good about it and i think that's that's what people Wait, have can to I do just say can i just say the same thing my wife has watched it uh, she caught up at season five or six i think and we watched it together the whole way and she just finished watching it before this show as well like Baji, and she looked at me and she did, she got up, you know, the last 10 minutes, she didn't even watch the last 10 minutes. <gasps> she walked out of the room. Wow. She looked at me and she, she loved every episode, everything, everything. She understood everything. She's like, I get why she did it. Yeah. And then as soon as Danny died, she went, looked at me and she went, what? I went, yeah. She goes, what a load of do This, this is do. <laughs> she goes, this, this episode is do. I can't be asked. And she was falling asleep with all of them running around. And they just, you know, when they were just at the end with it, when he was in chains, she goes, why am I watching this episode? Why is what's happening? Is this real? Like they've just killed her. He's in jail. He's imprisoned. And they're just talking about nonsense. And she went, fuck it. I can't be doing with this. Is, is that it? Cause I'd already seen it in the morning. She goes, is that it really? I go pretty much. This is it. And she went, she swore and she just walked out the room. She said, I can't wow. be asked. Do you know what? My, my wife is watching fan. it right now. Um, so as soon as we finish this pod, I'm going to see what my wife... Yeah, she just... Honestly, she walked out. And I just thought, don't you want to finish it? She goes, what's the point? She literally said, what's the point? They just made a I'm fudu thing. She goes, the fudu means like an idiot, right? She goes, they just made an idiot. Can you walk out? That was it. She just was like, oh, fuck, I can't be asked. Well, she's I'm right, guessing yeah. HBO didn't want to have that reaction. That's probably not what they were going for. Just a guess. <laughs> no. no, but honestly, for someone who's watched... Who look, look, looks forward to every episode, right? And, um, you know, she watches more Indian series and stuff, but this is the only Hollywood type of show she watches that she's got addicted to. And she then, she does, does that in the final finale. For me, I was just like, holy shit, this is bad. 
This is bad. This that's is like a fo- that's like a football fan walk- walking out with of Liverpool. Yeah, just at the end yeah. of the game, like forget this. Yeah, but that's good though because what you see there is somebody who's not invested so much time in it. We're sentimental about it. She's yeah. probably not that sentimental about it because she's watched it in a condensed period of time, and so mm. you probably get more of a true reaction from somebody in that way, as as like how a show should follow each other. You know, it's a total binge watch, and sometimes that doesn't work. But we're all sort of like romanticizing about this epic Game of Thrones and still trying to justify the ending, but we can't. Whereas someone who hasn't really invested all these years and it's like you know what that was a load of bollocks (laughs) can i ask you all one question actually before i have to jet off and see what my wife thought about it what do you think is going to be if there is one program that you would pick right now that in 10 years time would be kind of on this level potentially that would be such a kind of water cooler moment um tv show what would you pick right now i think i would go with you know, interesting enough, what got teased on HBO last night is where they tease Westworld season three. And it seems like it's the only thing that has maybe the gravitas, you know, also, you know, now they're bringing Aaron Paul because you need, you need everything. You need world building. You need incredible actors and actresses. You need great production. And season two of Westworld was kind of mumbled, but what they've teased for season three looks incredible. So maybe it gets there, but I don't know. I mean, I love Stranger Things, but it's not, you know, an every no, week type no, of show. No. I'm it's hoping Lord of the Rings um, stuff that they're doing on Amazon brings something. I'm hoping because we need something like this to take over from that. And hopefully the next, the prequel of the Game of, you know, Game of Thrones, I think he wants to call The Long Night. But yeah. George, George isn't going to get much say in it, really. He wants to call it The Long Night, but I hope that that also um, really is made very very well and if hbo involved which they are they're gonna they're gonna do well i'm, I'm ho- i've got hopes for the lord of the Rings series as well I, i'm not like a massive massive fan of it i watched the films when they came out enjoyed it and all the hobbit everything all of it the whole thing but i just hope that they deliver because it's it's good to have more good tv right always good so let's hope that some of these big productions do do give us something to to hook on to and uh and deliver but it's gonna be something like this guys i think that's gonna make it you know it's gonna be something um dystopian i think that works more than you know something like breaking balance if that's done what what else can they do there's so much more this i don't know it's good I mean, handmaid's tale yeah. Handma- handmaid's tale is ex- so. it's good it's good yeah i yeah, enjoyed it I I like really that that. Well, but yeah. it's not something that's gonna catch on like this though yeah, I think You're there like has God. to be some sort of almost sort of fantasy sort of Sci-fi-ish. element to yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. To. yeah. It's the year it's the world of the nerds right now. This is the We've nerd taken world. over. It's our we time. We've taken over. <laughs> we get our story. Real quick question for you guys. Do you think the this ending for Game of Thrones might sour some people on the prequel? Do you think some people no, will be really no, skeptical? No. Yes. I, I, don't yes, think so. I, I think they will be. Yeah, I, I think don't. some people will be. Because think yeah. about like Gags's Gags's wife. She put all that investment in to be no, let but, down. No, no, I think no, some no. people might not some people might be wary. I think but everyone will give that first season a chance. I do. And if they knock it out of the park, yeah, I'm gonna it. watch it for sure. But that would, I would watch they, it as well. But I think there'll be some people that will be like, you know what? No. I'm not I'm not that bothered I, about I it. I actually think too many people are invested and they will be like they're gonna make this up to us. I honestly do think 
when it gets to heights like this, this is when it gets to like Star Warsy and Marvelly. This is where it's got to. It's got oh, to that I'm not level. Because sure, isn't Naomi Watts cast in something already? And I'm, I don't know how that will work. I'm sorry. Well, why don't you know. just give it a chance before you judge it? Yeah, I, think, I think I think you're gonna, I'm a gonna woman. Give... Let me judge. This, <laughs> no, please. <laughs> I think you gotta. I think you gotta give everything a chance. And I think with HBO, normally they do cast well. They do. I mean, how many flop HBO shows have there been? Literally, like, you know, they're not that many. And I think when they try and put a lot of effort into something, usually it does work, usually. So the pilot is going to be the key for that one. Let's see how the pilot goes let's for that. Let's see, let's see, yeah. Mm. yeah. I'll give it a chance. I, uh, I can I ask everybody a question before they go? go and this is a really hard one. Who's your favourite out of the whole of the seasons? Who's your favourite character? Your ride or die character out That's of the whole. Good question. Good question. Go on, then, Scott. Uh, put me on the spot. My ride or die character. You know, they 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 kind of did him a disservice for large chunks and how stupid they made him over the past couple of seasons. But every time he was on screen, I just liked Tyrion. I thought you know he had so much of the humor element. And I, I, you know, and, and just the humanity they gave him, and to see the world from somebody who, you know, you know, the bas- the cripples, bastards, and broken things to be marginalized. Mm-hmm. I still love Tyrion. Tyrion is still the best parts of the show. Him interacting with Bronn or Jamie, it, he just, I, Peter Dinklage is just such an amazing actor. And even he is, yeah. Even some of the stupid things he did, you know, that scene he had with Jamie and the bells, and even this, I thought he was good in this episode. You know, I, I just Tyrion's my guy for me. I and, love him. He drinks and, and he knows things. I want to jump on that bandwagon. I'm I'm also Team Tyrion, and I also think that he's only the, one of the only ones that got to spend time on both sides of the world and interact with pretty much every single cast member. And, you know, it was pretty much almost every single one, apart from Arya, I think. But otherwise, he, was, he shared screen time with the majority of the cast and got to build something with majority of the cast, and not once did he fail. In doing that on screen, yeah, he's so. amazing, amazing character. Jessica, he how was about awesome. You? Uh, I mean, mine is Littlefinger for sure. Littlefinger, I mean, there's another one who brought me a lot of joy. Who's Bron? I think whenever Bron's on screen, he's yeah, amazing. He steals it. Yeah. But Littlefinger for me was like, I just love that side, and I, I think he got played out. And um, like, it's not he wasn't as good as the books apparently, and kind of a bit different. But mm-hmm. I, I, I just love that Machiavellian kind of. But, and I wish, a, I wish he'd amazing. made it longer. Yeah, made it longer, so. his accent changed quite a bit through there. Sometimes yeah, oh, it yeah. did. Yeah, it so, did. So, didn't so, it? Totally so, so different. Talking about accents in John Wick, Bron's accent is absolutely fucking awful. Oh, Rubbish. For God's sakes, yeah, Rubbish. it's awful. We'll do anyway, a separate thing about yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Suki, who is your favorite character? Yes, the Hound by far. Uh, I'm sorry. Oh, good I choice. Like, what yeah, a shout. I love the Hound. I mean, he was there from the beginning. He was just like, you know, what well, you knew he was a good guy, even though he was like a bad guy. And he, he had Sansa's back as well. And you know what? I think the scene with him in the end, the scene with him in the end, at the start of the season four premiere, when he says, "I'm going to eat every fucking chicken in this entire fucking place." Yeah. That was such a great line. That was yeah, such a I think, great Hound moment. Yeah, definitely. I think if I was a character out of Game of Thrones, I'd be the Hound. For sure. <laughs> so that's mine. You seem you're so much more pleasant than the Hound. That's funny. You're very nice. No, you're you not know, rough. You're not you. telling us to get away from you. So, uh, Scott, know. you've it's, never it's met me, and we've got like a big ocean in between us. So 
save your judgment for when you come to Anfield. We'll all have a party. (laughs) I want to. God, do I want to? That's on my bucket list. (laughs) Are you going to the? Are you going to some of the games in in New York or Boston? I I live an hour and a half from the game that's going to be at Notre Dame Stadium in Indiana. So I'm going to the only one one I'm not going to, bud. Yeah. That's the uh, so oh that's too bad. Uh, maybe I'll try to find a way to get out to the East Coast. But cool. yeah, I'm, I'm near Chicago. But it's it's cool. They're gonna play Dortmund, so it'll be the Jurgen Klopp Bowl. Everybody's gonna have a great time. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, guys, we, what we're saying is we've got to the end. We might do something else on Game of Thrones after we watch the making and stuff next week. There's still another kind of making kind of show coming out in a couple of days' time. Um, but you know, we've I've loved covering this weekly. Uh, we did it last year as well. I remember doing it at six a.m., seven a.m. last year. Jessel, I think you must have been one of the early ones. Um, oh, yeah. We we got up, watched it, and podded immediately, and it was just just been so much fun. It's been kind of like a duty, really, and uh, we loved it too. So love is the death of duty. Sometimes duty is the death of love. Oh we'll wow, see you that's next so week. cheesy. We'll see you next week on another Buzz podcast covering something else. <laughs> Thank you, Jessel. Thank you, Scott. Thank you, Suki. Thank you, Nina. <laughs> and also everybody else that's been involved. Love it. Thank you, Network.